Hello, and welcome to the Consumer Goods Forum's end-to-end Global Value Chain podcast series. In this series, we hear industry insights from people working to find collaborative solutions that benefit the entire value chain. My name is Zoe Darawala, a Communications Officer here at the CGF, and today I have the pleasure of welcoming my very special guest, John Stein, Director of the Open Voice Network. He has more than 15 years of experience in the industry of retailing, as well as 20 years in technology and technology consulting. So we're very pleased to welcome him here today. Welcome, John. Zoe, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Great. And today we are going to tackle the topic or rather the question of whether retailers should now define themselves as digital platforms. How has the impact of consumer behavior redefining the shape of CPG retailing right before our eyes? So to dive right in, John, the world of FMCG retailing, it's it's still all about the products and the vast majority of products are still purchased in stores. As the COVID-19 pandemic is fading, why should senior management in retail continue their heavy investment in digital? Shouldn't the investment now be targeted back in stores? Zoe, it's a great question. But first of all, let's make it very clear from a consumer behavior experience, from a retailer's experience, of course, there is always a reason to invest in stores. It is where a consumer comes face to face with the brand promise, of course. However, and this is a very important, however, the consumer behavior, and again, we have to be within retail and fast moving consumer goods. We must be driven, not by the past, but by consumer behavior, current and tomorrow. Where are consumers, how are they making decisions? Where are they making decisions? And increasingly for the young, the urban, the higher income, are those shoppers are digital natives. This is not new, but it's not fading because COVID is going away. The behaviors that we saw during COVID have been accelerated. Many people have said that, but you know, in order to reach those digital consumers, investment in digital is absolutely essential and has to be primary now in terms of thinking, how do I reach consumers and how do I shape their decisions? So in your opinion, that this shift in behavior that we primarily saw during the pandemic of consumers tending to do their shopping online, getting more involved in digital communications, you don't believe that this type of behavior is over? Zoe, for heaven's sakes, it's not over. It continues to accelerate. If we think of, just take a moment and think about behavior that's outside retail, just day-to-day, just day-to-day behavior. You go to the train station, you go to the metro station, you're in the airport. What are people doing? Are they standing around chatting? Are they meeting each other? No, they're in the prayer position, what I call their hands tapping away on a small screen. You know, the smartphone is today's remote control for life. It is omnipresent. And it's the relationship of that consumer through a screen, through a digital entity, is what is shaping opinion, shaping behavior, shaping, most of all, shopping decisions and influencing where and how a consumer will be filling their life with products and services and the like. 
Um, we live in a digital world. We live in a world through screens. And it is that influence, that behavior that is driven through screens that is absolutely essential for a retailer. Where are you going to meet your customer? How will you shape and influence decisions? It's now through that small screen. This is not new, but for heaven's sakes, we must emphasize it because this trend not only accelerated during COVID, but it's continuing at an upward path. So if we go back to the first statement that an FMCG retailer, it's still always and forever will be about the products. And yet you're suggesting that a retailer define itself as a digital platform to meet the current needs. How do you define a digital platform and how does it make sense in the retailer context where it's still all about the products and the stores? You know, it's a digital platform. Think about this for a moment. Take your store and now think of it as a website. Okay, so you're now into something of a digital platform, a digital presence. But now let's think of all the other things you can do to inform and shape and influence your consumer. There may, there may be information about your products. There may be services that you offer. There may be influencers within that enormously important social media arena. There may be the third party influence, you know, the, those that provide ratings and reviews of your products. All of that is where your consumer lives. Now, are you active? Are you present? Are you leading in that space? And many of you listening to this are already there. You know about this. But there's also a sizable chunk of the retail and FMC community that is still saying, well, you know, I just do products. I just do stores. I make sure that the, the shelves are filled. Yeah, okay, all it's important, of course. But are losing customers and losing presence in this digital world? And the digital world is now the norm, Zoe. You know, younger, urban, higher income, higher educated, those consumers you want, the digital natives are largely defining their expectations by what they have in the digital world. They're not asking the digital world to be like the physical world. They're asking the physical world to be like the digital world. And that's a huge shift. That's really incumbent, and it demands that we be thinking about expressing ourselves first and foremost and fully across in the digital world. That suggests then a digital platform thinking for senior management and strategy. But from the perspective of a retailer, when you talk about a digital platform, it's, it's very complex, as you mentioned. As a retailer, can't I meet this need to connect with my new uh, digitally savvy consumers, can't I meet this need with a good website that sells my products? You know, a website's a starting point, Zoe, and we can't just stop there. Because if we think about the impact of digital, and we have to understand that the value of digital, the impact of digital is cannot be simply defined by the transaction. You know, it used to be, hey, you know, the online presence was worth a store or online presence was worth, oh, five to seven, 8% of my transaction level. You know, that's important, but it's not critical. Stop. Think of the decision funnel. You know, it's, think of the decision funnel. 
when more than half of decisions about where to shop, where to go, what to buy, what is important are being made online. They're being made in that train station. They're being made in those micro moments while waiting for an Uber car. They are there on and through that screen. That's where the consumers are making the decisions which then end up in a store making the decisions about where and what they want to buy for dinner that night, where and what is trendy, where and what is going to be, you know, delicious for their guests. That's where they're making those decisions. And if you're not there influencing them and showing where your brand and or your store is critical in that decision-making path, you're lost. They don't even know that you're there. So the shift in, in where decisions are made, and again, within the digital realm, back to those individuals, and we're all there, right? Stand in an airport, you can see them. That's the digital realm. That's where you've got to be. However, as you do know that FMCG retailing, it is a low margin business, and you definitely advocate for retailers, you know, creating a digital platform, getting on there, selling their products on there, adapting to the digital age. However, since it is a low margin business, isn't it far too expensive for most retailers? You know, I've heard for my length of time in the retail industry, which is beyond 35 years, that retail is a low margin business. Of course it is. Retail is also a high volume business. Money is to be made. The, the question of leadership is where do you invest? Where do you allocate resources? If your customers and consumers are making their decisions and choosing their brands in the digital world, you've got to be there. It's not a question of, oh, well, I can't afford it. It's you must afford it. Now, how do you reallocate? And especially in a world where stores, you know, really have two functions. They have the function of a fulfillment center, three functions, I should say. They have the function of a fulfillment center. They're a node on the fulfillment network. They are an expression of your brand for those who come into the store. And that percentage is continuing to decline. It's still a majority, but that percentage is continuing to decline. And it's a place where those who are not digital natives come to get questions answered. That's a demographic shift, you know, and the percentage of your baby boomers is going to be declining over time. So again, if the consumers you need and the consumers you want and the consumers who are, have the purchasing power are in the digital world, Zoe, I could stand and argue it's not a question of should you do it? It's a question of when you do it, how much you do it, and by God, you better do it fast. Now, that's definitely, definitely interesting. And I do agree with you, John. And looking a bit to, into the future, how do you think that stores will change? Do you think that it's all going to move digitally? I mean, are physical stores here to stay? You know, most people still do their grocery shopping in stores, even though it is slowly moving online. But what do you think about the store of the future? Is it all digital or do you think in stores are here to stay? I think it'll always be a mix. And we and there's a number of things we have to always consider. First of all, we are social creatures just simply going to the store whether it's the, you know, a grocery store, a specialty market, whatever that is, there is, for many individuals, it's a bit of an occasion. 
you have a chance to see the product, it's, it's getting out of the house. And heavens in the COVID times, now that that's in our rearview mirror, we enjoy getting out of the house. But that the impact of that and many retail leaders, in fact, I was just seeing a podcast the other day. Well, we're social beings and people will always want to go and touch the product. Stop. Not necessarily. But in a time short, attention short, trying to do a lot of things in your life, time, which we're in, COVID or not, the act of spending time in grocery shopping becomes less valuable. What is most important, and again, because products largely are commoditized, you know, we'd say, well, grandmother would never give up the right to choose, you know, an apple or a pear or, you know, vegetables or fruits, because how could someone, how could, how could anyone else do it but grandma? Well, heavens, you know, apples are apples, peppers are peppers, onions are onions. And after a while, after the first couple of times, you say, yeah, that works. It's a whole lot better for me that I save the time than I take the time to go out and choose from a thousand onions the perfect one. When products appear to be commoditized and the commoditization of products in the perception and the eyes of the consumer is increasing and time becomes more and more precious, which it is, all these options to do, the idea that I have to go to the store, that becomes less and less important. And so we're going to see a diminishment over time of I have to go to the store. We're gonna see that and that is happening and that will continue and especially it'll continue with the change, Zoe, the demographic change. I'm an old person, I'm a baby boomer. I grew up going to stores. I have a neighbor here who you know, calls delivery services to get a Diet Coke and a bag of French fries from McDonald's. She's too busy. It's delivered to her for something that mundane. So we're going to see this and it's going to continue. The question is, are you going to be ahead of it or are you going to be behind it complaining about it? Big question for the retail and, and FMCG industry. Uh, no, John, you make a very, very good case for retailers to, to get on digital platforms and actually create their own digital platforms. Any last advice that you would give to a retailer, a big one or a small one, that is considering investing and developing their digital presence, their digital platforms, uh, where do you think that they should start and what are the key areas to invest in? You know, one of the things that I saw repeatedly through my career and I'm an old person. And so I look back and many of you may, who are listening may say, oh, he's an old guy, you know, don't listen to him. It was very easy to focus on product and operations because that's what was always in front of you. You know, is it shipped? Is it on shelf? Is it here? Is it there? What's my supply chain problem? Critical issues, no question. But to be consumed by those issues of product operations personnel, and lose sight of how is the consumer changing? Where, is the, where are the behaviors changing? How are the expectations changing? This whole concept that the world is now defined by what the digital world can do, let alone thinking as we move into immersive worlds and the millions who are doing immersive digital, what their worlds, they think their worlds look like, all you know, 
when the world is defined digitally, not physically, expectations are defined digitally, not physically, enormous changes. And if you're not focused, perhaps foremost, on that consumer behavior change, investing in the research, observing, watching, listening, you're going to be left behind. That would be my takeaway. It's, it's not do digital. It's not do physical. It's my goodness, see where your next consumers are going. Not the ones you have today necessarily, but the ones you need tomorrow. Where are they going? Get with them, get ahead of them. But thank you, John. I think we have run out of time, but really thank you for participating in such an insightful discussion. It was lovely to have you. Zoe, thank you for the opportunity. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast series, End-to-End Global Value Chain. For more information about our work, check out our website, cgfvaluechain.com. Thanks again and see you next time.